Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Better Parenting Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her innovative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of energy profiling, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol's hope is that you will be able to say, I am a better parent thanks to Carol Tuttle and what she teaches. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Show. This is Carol Tuttle. I'm happy to be with you today. We've got a great topic today. Uh, we're going to talk about how to parent true to your nature and the, the balance of honoring your child's nature and staying true to yourself in the experience because that's a constant balancing act. And before we get to that and then to opening the show to today's questions, just a couple announcements. Uh, we just want recently had a big promotion and a contest on the Dressing Your Truth fan page on Facebook, and we invited our fans to help recruit more fans, and if we got 500 new fans within the week, we were going to offer a 50% off coupon code for the Dressing Your Truth store, and we more than succeeded at that. We had over 700 new fans. I think we were close to 800, and we were... We released that coupon code over the weekend, and it was good up until yesterday. I'm sorry if you missed that, but we will not be reissuing it. It was a great savings for a lot of women, and we'll continue to do fun and supportive things to help you dress your truth and to also grow our community in all the forums that we use um, in the social media and in our own forum in the Dressing Your Truth members area. I enjoyed a brunch last Brunch with Carol was aired last Thursday, and a lot of women joined me from all around the world, and I'm sure many more women have watched the recording of the brunch. And I'm grateful to be able to support all of you. We'll have another brunch coming up in July, and you can look forward to an email announcement on that. Uh, We've got our event coming up at the end of September, and September 27th, 8th, and 9th is our BU Be Beautiful um, annual event. We have some new announcements around that, new exciting things happening, and we're really looking forward to being with some amazing women as we join together to experience each other's camaraderie, our love, our support, and learn some amazing new things about dressing our truth, living our truth, and just being amazing women. You can go to BeYouBeBeautiful.com to learn more about the event and to register we have close to 200 women already registered. We'd love to, our goal is to have 350 women there this year. And we've recently made a decision. I'm going to, this is sort of a, this is one of the first times you're going to hear it. Uh, we will not be, our annual event is going to be turned into an every other year event. We've realized that an annual event is a lot for our team to have to produce every year. And to support women from t- traveling long distances, we decided it'd be best if we hosted it every other year. So if you've been saying to yourself, well, I'll go next year, we're not going to have it next year. So you'll want to come this year because we will not be hosting another Dressing Your Truth event until 2014. And so t- 2012 is the year to come, and we hope we'll see you there. BeYouBeBeautiful.com is the website to go to. And you can join me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle and then also facebook.com forward slash dressing your truth. Those are two pages that I host there. And I love it. And I'm also on Twitter. You can go to twitter.com forward slash Carol Tuttle and follow me on Twitter. A lot of fun. Love social media. Love my blog. Go to the carolblog.com. A lot of great support. We have a parenting post every Friday along with many other numerous life-changing, life-inspiring posts throughout the week. Uh, 
So let's talk about today's topic, how to parent true to your nature. And in my energy profiling system, there are four types. And they capture four distinct movements that are expressed in the world of nature and in human nature in some very general characteristics and tendencies that we express in our human nature. And I'm often asked, how did I, you know, how did I, they're so... um, they're so right on. They're so there's a level of accuracy for how these movements express in human nature. I tell people, well, I captured the general tendency of our human expression, not the very specifics of what we do day to day with our life. How you approach things, as far as a move, and this movement is influencing how we experience ourselves in this world. We are have a predominance for our particular type and the movement that it affects us with. Now, if we've been raised to not trust that movement, that instinct, that human design, that nature, natural design in us, we'll create a personality and personality characteristics and traits that will actually try and stifle that natural expression. It will try and modify it, keep it in check, repress it, and then we're, we're at odds with ourselves. We're in conflict with who we are. We don't trust it. We don't, we're not inspired by it. We're cautious of it. We're frustrated by it. We're thinking it's a negative rather than a positive. So we have what's called a psychological reversal towards ourselves, meaning you're perceiving these, the exact opposite of what, the, what is really true for you. You're perceiving that these natural designs and expressions in you are a default, a defect and a flaw rather than a gift and a strength. So that's a psychological reversal. And so learning your true nature helps release people very, very quickly from these reversals that they're running in their energetics and their own perceptions of self. And so when you're in a parenting role, you're going to draw from various influences in your life to know how to parent and yet the very best way to parent is true to your nature and true to your child's nature so there's this this duality going on between you and your child you've got yourself and what's instinctive natural and a strength for you and then you've got their nature which is instinctive natural and a strength for them and these energies and these movements are constantly coming together trying to work themselves out so that there's cooperation, there's harmony, and there's enjoyment in relationships, and there's close bonds. Now, in the world of nature, in the nature kingdom, in the animal kingdom, and the environmental kingdom, the four movements get along beautifully. They're always cooperating. They're always mutually supportive. There's a constant balance. And so, interestingly, we are held energetically in a space on this planet to support us in that. Because we live on planet Earth, and planet Earth is the world of nature. We live in these energetics. So we're actually housed in the energy of these four movements, balancing, supporting, loving us. Now, we've created a lot of negatives around it, a lot of labels, a lot of opinions, so... We throw it out of balance in our human interaction. We throw it out of balance in ourselves and in our relationship scenarios. And so this information can really help you release a lot of judgment, a lot of limiting belief, a lot of hindrances that are mucking up the energy and causing it to get all whacked out so it can now run in balance because it already knows how to. And so as you learn practical tools and skills as a parent, both to honor yourself and your child, when you're practicing that, you're allowing these energies to do what they naturally are designed to do. Work together. Cooperate. Get along. It's when you're in conflict with yourself and your child based on old ideas of what should be your experience or who you should be, who your child should be, what should be happening, a lot of shoulds in there. When that's all going on, it interferes with the energy and it throws it out of balance. And so how do you parent true to your nature and in the meantime also honor your child's nature? 
And you may have children of four different types. So yes, it is something that takes a lot of consciousness, a lot of daily commitment, because it's not the norm yet. You weren't raised in this fashion. It wasn't modeled to you. It's new levels of awareness. So what's familiar and what has been your practice that doesn't take any real conscious effort are some, I think, outdated modes of parenting. One of the most popular would be, do what I say because I'm the parent. Those are outdated. And I would say to any parent, so how's that working for you? And how well is your child responding these days? Because children are coming in much more committed to living their truth and not kind of bowing to the old systems and the old patterns and repressing themselves to these old models, these old cultural models that are dying out. They're born in a new energy. Every generation is born into a cultural ener- the energy of their culture. And our chil- the children being born nowadays and those all the way up from birth to their teens have been born in a very open energy. And so they're not repressed at birth. They are more open, more vibrant, more close to their core. And my generation, we were born into an energetics of our culture that was much, much more repressed. So from the go, we were just naturally repressed because the culture didn't allow us to have an open connection with our core self. Children nowadays have a very open connection with their core truth, and they live it. And so I'm really grateful that this information is really coming forward. And I'm writing a book, and my book will be out in October, The Child Whisperer, and I'm going to be able to help parents align with their children because their children are living it. We have to learn how to parent them because they're living it. They're living it, and they're not going to stop. And so these new parenting methods are all about honoring the truth of your children and honoring yourself in the meantime. So type one is our upward light, unstructured, spontaneous movement. The priority of a type one parent, and I speak to mothers primarily, so we may slant this a little bit to mommies, but the priority because you like to keep things light and the energy light and playful. And even if you're not living true to that in your own life, you're going to instinctively be drawn to wanting to keep things light for your children, not wanting them to be weighed down, stressed out, overwhelmed. You'll want to lighten it up for them, make it lighter, easier, more hopeful. And so that may come across to some of your children, like your type 2s and your type 4s, as silly or irreverent in a manner, or you don't care. Because your lightness and your manner of trying to lighten it up Maybe you'll chuckle. Maybe you'll try and find some fun in it. Maybe you'll try and look on the bright side too quickly. It will dismiss their need to experience it the way they experience it. And so the delicate balance of you being true to yourself to keep things light for yourself, but you may not always work for your children, and to be discerning about that. So I'd say keep it light for yourself, but let your children have their experience, especially if they're a different type. Now, if they're a type 1, another, you're a type 1 parent, the type 1 child, then they need you to help them keep it light. But still be, I, wouldn't use, I don't like the word serious in the type 1 world because that's what's thrown most of you to try to be so serious. So why don't we say let's be respectful of life situations and that you, you are concerned, definitely concerned, and you care. I don't think you have to be serious to be a concerned, respectful consider it, you know, this is very important to me, a priority. Yes, I care about this kind of parent. You can be your lighthearted self, keeping it light, keeping it fun. And I'd say if you're not having fun in your life, you're not being true to your nature. And are you getting out with your friends? Are you doing things that you are engaged by? What is it that you have to look forward to in your life that's just for you? Because looking forward to something is a big bonus for a type 1 because it just kind of keeps you going through a lot of structure in your life because you can't get away from it. We have to have structure in our worlds. We have to operate by timelines and systems. And, you know, if you're too overwhelmed in that, then you'll you'll wear out. So you need to create these places of light and fun and keep things light for yourself. 
within your own mindfulness, within your own way of dealing with things. Because if that, that and it does not mean re- recognize, don't equate that to your level of caring. You need to keep it light in order to stay connected, to be able to connect and care. If it gets too heavy, you're not able to give your best gift, which is your light energy. Because your energy is the gift, not even your behavior or your words. It's your energetic presence. And if you're not maintaining a light, be, a lightness within your being, that light can't come through you. And so remember, the energetics that you offer, that you're an instrument for, a conduit for, you help channel in this very light, effervescent energy into this realm. That's a very important role. But you can't do it if you're not maintaining a connection with your own light being. So type two, they're the more subtle, relaxed, connected, downward-flowing, cascading, gentle movement. Comfort is a big deal. Comfort, keeping things comfortable, making sure everyone's comfortable. So in the same manner, if your children are stressed out, overwhelmed, worried, angry, you're going to be fretting worry because you're, stre- you're noticing they're in discomfort. You're going to notice when anyone's in discomfort, especially emotional discomfort. You've got mm-hmm. a, a, you know, you've got a, a gift for that. You know when someone's in emotional distress, discomfort, and you want to help relieve that from them. Too often, you take it on yourself. You take on the stressful energy that's not serving you. You want to, again, stay in a peaceful place with yourself. And where type 1s, they need to keep it light. You need to keep it peaceful within your own being. So that looks like not taking on the distressful energy of others. Stay in your own energetics. I have this image that our auric field is this energetic bubble we are all contained in within our own space. And we can actually have our aura wrap around other people. So I bet type 2s that you're connecting and kind of your auras are wrapping around them but what you're doing then it's like a little magnet you're picking up all their negative energies and now they're in your field so i have this image i like to use if you could lift your energy kind of like a a energetic blanket if you could lift it up pull it off to the side and then you know how you can shake a blanket how you just kind of whip it kind of imagine shaking your energy field and everything just releases and then wrap it back around yourself and then send them ask for angels to come send them love send them peace bring in these spiritual resources to comfort this person your energy then is present there to add comfort but it doesn't have to be involved it doesn't have to be wrapping around and and connecting that way connect let them be in their own space you be in your own space your energies can connect with these figure eights that you actually weave between you so that it's like you're sending your love sending your comfort flowing it to them rather than participating with them that's going to be very very supportive for you because um you'll easily way you know get bombarded with negative energy and stressful energy because you know you've got good intent you've got your intentions are good but you just haven't been conscious of what your energy does and that's the messy uh, unproductive way to do it because now you've just got two people in the energetics of worry and stress and no one's feeling better and so the especially is going to be helpful with children that move faster type threes, type ones, because if your energy is engaged with them, wrapped around them, they're going to feel it, and it's going to feel like mud. I have personal experience with this. My mother, my husband, um, I'll feel their energy trying to kind of, because they're worried now, because I'm moving through life so swift, or I'm taking risks, and I, I make decisions so with such swiftness and determination that I I had I had been conditioned to have a type 2 in my life to kind of thwart me and I'll feel this energy come in and I'll be like, "Whoa." So I just 
it's not mm-hmm. happening anymore. My husband and I have worked this all out, but I'll just give it back, you know, and just say it's, you know, I'm good being in my own space, and your energy's there to be an additional support, not try and take over me. And so type twos also, in order to take care of yourself, I recommended this last Thursday as a, a question came in on the brunch with Carol. Is, um, that's an event that we host for our Dressing Your True Club members, and join the club at dressingyourtruth.com. But a, uh, one of our type two club members asked me, you know, she's around a lot of type fours, and she just feels like she has, doesn't stay in her own energetics as much as she'd like to. I say, create a place in your home that's just your space, your comfy space, your type two space, a place you can go where all all about it is there's a comfy chair, comfy blanket, maybe candlelight, um, music that you can play that's very soft and soothing. You can read a book. You can it's it's your space to be in, and you need to retreat to that space. Go to that place. Go to that place of renewal. And give yourself that advantage to be in a place of being comforted yourself. Now, type threes, our movement is swift. It's um, determined. It moves forward. So we we're, we live true. We are parenting true to our nature when we kind of keep the ball rolling, keep the show going, making things happen. Now we can overdo that by. And I noticed this recently when I was with my grandsons um, a couple of weeks ago. We spent the week in West Virginia. My daughter had her third baby, a third little boy, and we were helping out and had the boys a lot of the time during the day, a um, three- and a five-year-old, type three and a type four. And I noticed how often when we were in the stores, when we were getting in and out of the car, going here and there, how much I was rushing them, how much I was making them hurry along, let's go, to keep up with my pace. And I stopped myself in the midst of that, and I went, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. I've probably hurried my children all through their growing years not knowing it. And so the tendency is to keep the show going, keep things moving, keep things happening, getting things done is our gift. We're very, very good at that, running households, multitasking. But we have a tendency to go too much and um, override our children with our pace and our push. And so if our children are feeling pushed, paced, you know, get it going by us with our energy and also the addition of our vocabulary that we're putting out at them, that's going to be very challenging for them and they're not going to feel they're not going to feel able to be themselves in our space. So watch that and make sure you've got outlets for your own um, I know for me, as a type 3 mom, if I couldn't get a certain amount of things done, I started to feel very frustrated. So when my children, um, when I had a house full of kids and I didn't have these pockets of time to just go around and get it done, I'd hire in, I started getting mother's helpers. And I'd hire these um, teenage girls, and I always had one. You know, I found, they, as I look back now, they were either type 2s or type 4s. Because I didn't bring them in to help with the household. They came and helped with the kids. Now, I didn't leave. I just gave them instructions to play with the kids, feed them, do whatever, run them. Even if I hadn't, I got a girl once that was um, a junior. I had her while she was a junior and senior in high school. And I probably went through one, two, three, four or five through this period of time. There were about 10 years there that I had mother's helpers, and I was able to have them come in anywhere from, you know, five to six hours a week, a couple days a week, and I'd have them help with running them around, and, and then I'd free myself up to get things done, get projects done, get my house cleaned up, get onto something I hadn't been able to that my kids would be interrupting. So for a type three... That's really renewing. That's really supportive. Or maybe I wanted to go out and get a lot of a bunch of errands done without taking my kids in now the car, you know, bringing them around. So I would fashion it to my need to get things done. Now, what's interesting is that was living my truth before I knew anything about the four types and the fact that that was my movement. But I did honor it, so I followed my own intuition, my own inspiration, and it really worked out. So I offer that to you for you type 3 moms to give you, that's going to support you in living true to yourself 
and parenting true to yourself to give yourself those. You're a much better parent because you're going to be more balanced. When you're frustrated because you're not getting the things done, you want to get done, you're not as friendly, as loving, as kind a parent because this frustration's building up. So you're going to parent with more awareness, more balance, and that's going to be really fabulous for you. Now, type four, that's our structured, very um, single track, very good at um, executing and creating efficiency, perfecting, and making things run in a very balanced, systematic way. And so type four moms are all about being the best moms they can be, you know, because anything they do, they do it with deep commitment. They do it with deep um, inspiration and, and very strong values. You know, this is, this is, there's there's a there's a real dedication that runs very deeply in their being to want to be the best mother they can be. But in that effort to be their best mother, they may be only parenting true to their nature and not true to their child's. And what they're measuring as being what makes me the best parent and their standard of measurement could be way off, they're actually accidentally wounding their children. Because their measurement, because they're going to look to certain things because that's just the mind of a type four to say, okay, here are my standards, and these are the standards if I meet them, which qualify me to be the best parent I can be. So I've had a lot of type four parents learn this information and realize, wow, i got to adjust my standards because I didn't, under, didn't recognize that all my children aren't like me and they don't operate with the same level of structure or they don't have the same value to what's important to them and what's most meaningful to their true nature. And so it gives type 4 parents a system to say, okay, now I've got my eyes opened, I have a greater awareness, I see the bigger picture of who my children are, and that's why it wasn't working with this one, or and it was working with this one. And they're able to make those modifications. So that's really, really awesome. They can create different standards that are more of a match for their child's nature um, and parent their child true to their nature and get really good at that. And then they can feel like, yeah, I'm the best parent I could ever be because I am following these guidelines. I'm able to see how I'm doing. And I'm able to trust now that my choices are more aligned with my children. Now, where they can get off is their need to be so perfecting, they don't enjoy the journey. A type 4 mind is always aware of what could I do different, better, improve. And they then pass by the moment of fulfillment that is being offered because they did a great job and they need to be present in the now and say, I receive my, I recognize how my successes, I recognize how good I'm doing, and I choose to allow a sense of fulfillment and to receive that and to be aware that I'll probably want to see where I can keep doing better, being better, making improvements. So, And that will leave a type 4 feeling really discouraged because you're always ignoring or bypassing and not being present enough to experience the fulfillment of the now and what is going so well and what is happening in um, very successful measure in your parenting experience. And so you're going to make, you know, make give yourself time to really take it in. And please stop being so critical of yourself. I think that is the greatest negative attribute a type for has is their own critiquing nature. I like to use they have ability to critique things and to make things better. And they don't. when you don't have a healthy channel for that, you'll become critical and you'll criticize others and most mostly criticize yourself at that inner voice. And that becomes your, your habit. And it's a really, um, it's a habit that's not serving you. And it's a habit that needs to be changed. So what can you do to... Create a healthy channel for offering critiquing for yourself. What can you get involved in? What can you use those talents, those gifts for that takes that tendency, that characteristic off of 
other people and yourself and puts it into a function, something that has function and purpose. So think about that and see what you can come up with and even pray about it and ask God to reveal to you what can I get involved in, what can I participate in that will allow me a channel of expression so that I have this ability to use my critiquing mind without being critical of my children or myself so much. And I feel it's very important, too, that you find a space in your day, even if it's just 15, 20 minutes, where it's your solitary time. In solitary time, you're able to reflect within your being, and when you're reflecting inward in a manner of just being, and I don't mean going over your to-do list, I mean really quiet your mind, to stay in a place of being quiet, just just to get still, just to be reflective, just to be in the space of nothingness. So things can all get sorted out within you, to trust your own energy that it knows how to be come into balance. And that allows your energy to come into balance, which allows more inspiration, which allows more vital force energy to be sustained by you, which allows a sense of being um, at ease, because when you're balanced, you're in ease and you're functioning very well. So those are my recommendations um, for you today. I appreciate being able to share that with you. And ask yourself, am I parenting true to my nature? So how much are you living true to your nature within your parenting role? I've given you some suggestions. When you parent true to your nature, um, too, I, let me review some of Type 1, I said you're going to try and want to make it light. It doesn't always fit the experience for your child, so keep it light for yourself. Type 2s, make sure you're giving yourself the comfort you need. Watch your energy so it's not taking on other people's stuff. There's ways to offer your comforting energy without joining in their energetic field. Type 3s, make sure you create space where you can get a lot of the things you need to get done that keeps you in a balanced way because that allows you to parent and watch it. Don't keep rushing your children around. Um, so free yourself up so you can move at the pace that you need to at times so when you're with your kids, you're not pushing them. And type fours, to really create standards of measurement that really fit your children's nature so that you can parent true to their nature and feel like you're staying true to yours by wanting to make become a better parent, be efficient, perfecting your experience as a parent, doing the best you can, and then loving yourself along the way and noticing the fulfillment in the now and not bypassing it with your next what-can-I-do-better thought. And then to also create some time for your own opportunity to reflect and get your energy balanced. So if you just join us, make sure you listen in um, to the front of the show because I gave you lots of great tips. So let's open the show now for callers and for questions that have been emailed to me. You can email me at parenting at liveyourtruth.com. You can also um, call in today at 347-677-1963. Press the number one twice on your keypad, and that will make it um, show on my switchboard that you want to talk to me. I have a couple I have several questions that came in this week. One uh a type 4 mom has a son. Let me read the question one. How can I really honor a type 3 9-year-old son when I'm a type 4 mom? He really likes to talk back to me. You know, have the last word and I just can't seem to handle him not respecting my authority as a mom and obeying my request. I'm not really controlling, but to him, I'm sh- I'm sure I appear that way. So sad. Anyway, I know these are all probably obvious to, other- to others, but I really don't know how to react, so we both feel honored. And the dad is a type 3 as well. Um, then, okay, I'm going to go with my instinct, which I always do. Your type 3 son probably feels, um, he's 9 years old, he probably feels a bit of quit telling me what to do. Now, you may have a tendency, and you're not seeing it, to tell the type 3, your type 3 husband, and your your son's going to see this. He's going to see how you 
relate to your type 3 husband because that's the same type as your son. I want you to notice one thing. How much do you correct your husband or tell him a different way to do things or kind of monitor how he should do things? My sense is there's something going on. The way you're responding to your husband, and he's probably just ignoring you and blows it off and doesn't care, possibly. Maybe he's just gotten used to it. But your son is watching all this, and it's bugging him, and it's making him mad. Because subconsciously, he would be saying to himself, my gosh, treat him like a man. Stop telling him what to do. Stop. It's almost in a manner belittling to him. And so we've got some anger coming through. that He's not respecting you, but my sense is he's watching how you communicate. Because a lot, very common for type 4s to see a better way and offer it. Well, the better way is their better way. It's not everybody's better way. It's their better way for themselves. Now, you think it should be everybody's better way, but it's not. And so I want you to notice how you're communicating with your husband. And this is just a habit now, probably in your in your marriage communication. He may just do what he wants anyway and not... Um, have it affect him, but it's affecting your son. So that's my take on this, is that you need to stop doing that and stop then stop doing it with your son too. Your son wants to figure things out on his own because he likes the challenge of that. And if you're micromanaging him, he's feeling stifled by that and like, just back off. Let me figure this out. Let me do it. Let me do it because I want to, I, I like the challenge of it. And then her second question is, any tips on how a type 3 oldest child, boy, and a type 4 daughter can honor each other more? There seems to be a lot of bossing and a lot of not wanting to obey going on. We're improving, but I'd love some ideas. I hate thinking one or the other can't be a great leader. I think, too, this is a reflection of your marriage, that you've got a daughter and a son who are the same type as you and your husband. What are they showing you? What are they energetically, emotionally running for you and your husband that's sort of the unexpressed emotion that they're picking up on and playing out between each other? And so you've got two, you know, when you have a type 4 and a type 3 in a marriage, nobody's the leader. You're your own leaders. No one's leading Everybody's leading themselves in this situation. And you need to lead yourself. Your husband needs to lead himself. And you need to create a partnership of cooperation. So you really need to look at how you and your husband are communicating. What are you modeling for your children? And what are they mirroring back to you in their emotional, in the underlying emotional distress that's running in your marriage, that they're running out for you? The energy has to be accounted for. And so are they running this energy out between their experience together for you and your husband? So take a look at that and see what um, shows up for you in that, with that in mind. I appreciate you sending in that question. I've got um, the lines are open, 347-677-1963. If you'd like to call in, even if you have a great success story, some inspiring, something inspiring to share, I'd love to hear from you today. Any thoughts about today's topic or a previous topic that you listened to a recording? So go ahead and give me a call. So I will go back to some of my emailed in questions. Got a type 4 mom, again, writing another type 4 mom. She writes, I'm a type 4 mom. I have four children with another on the way. How can I help my type 4, five, almost six-year-old son feel responsible for himself and have value for his surroundings? I will ask him to pick up something he left on the floor, and immediately he'll complain about some body part hurting. He wipes his boogers on the wall. Sorry, I don't know any less disgusting way to say that. 
that is frequently found coloring on the wall. I control him about I confront him about it and he denies it's him and throws himself on the floor in a fit. I have him clean up his mess, but it doesn't seem to deter his behavior. Please help. Well, this always goes back to them not feeling respected. When your type 4 child is not respecting of things in their world, they're not feeling respected. He's not old enough to tell you, Mom, I don't feel respected by you. Now, I'm not sure how what you're doing that he doesn't feel respected by you, and you're not intentionally trying to be disrespectful. But what could you do different that would show him more respect? He's only five, but he's still a type four. And were you respected as a child? You're a type four as well. Is he marrying back to you that you feel a lack of respect from others? You'd like to feel more respected by others in your world? So some simple affirmations would really swing some some things around here. Some affirmations for yourself would be, I'm respected by others. I'm respecting others as well. I'm knowing how to respect my son. It's being shown to me where I'm not. And it's being revealed to me how I can be more respectful of him. I'm a great example to my son in being respectful of myself and others. He picks up on this, and the energy of respect starts to become prominent in our home. And as a result, he starts to respect his belongings, his surroundings, and himself. So respect is the key here. Those are some affirmations to get some things shifting, to open the space for respect to start to come alive, and for you to see some things as the parent. Type fours don't... What's happening isn't the issue. It's the red flag that will lead you to the deeper issue. And so typically in a type 4 child or teen's life, what their behavior is not the issue necessarily. It's a red flag to what the issue is about to try and get your attention. So in this case, it's a matter of respect and not feeling respected. So use those affirmations with the intention that you're going to be shown how to turn this around. Still got the lines open. Come on, I know there's at least two or three of you that want to call in. I can feel it. Don't be shy. It's a lot of fun to talk on this show. And know that if it weren't for all those amazing people that have called in in the past, you wouldn't have gotten the insights and answers because their question created the space for the inspiration to come in. So I know there's a few of you on the show today that want to call in, and the number is 347-677-1963. Go for it. Look at me being all type 3 with you today. Come on, pick up that phone. Call in. I know there's a, somebody want chomp just, just right on the, just, oh, should I? Yes, you should. Go for it. Another um, question that came in from a type 2 mom my daughter, Louisa, is three and a half years old and is a very strong type 1 with a secondary type 4. I think I answered this a while back, so eh, on to the next one. Kelly is another type 2 mom. My type 1 daughter has many ideas and wants to act on them immediately. She also wants me to act on them immediately. Of course, I don't always have time and or cannot change my plan and direction so quickly. She does not let go of her ideas easily. She seems highly attached to them, sulking if she doesn't get it, and quickly switching to a new idea while ignoring my explanation for why I have to say no to any spontaneous change. Maybe that is because of the way I handle it in the first place. How can I respond to her in a way that honors her but still delivers the no answer I need to give? It's a great question for today's topic because obviously, Kelly, as a type 2, if you are always bouncing around with your daughter's next new idea, you wouldn't be living true to your nature. And so she is 12 years old. Your daughter's 12 years old. She's the fourth of five children. I had a big epiphany one day when my type 1 daughter was sharing an idea. Now, in my world, you act on those ideas. So I'm thinking, she needs to act on this. She needs to act on this idea. need to help her. need to help her get this going. Well, I realized I didn't that her ideas were just as much fun as the execution of them, which is not my world, but that her enjoying her ideas was the opportunity. So I learned to say to her, that's a great idea, and just have fun with that idea. Maybe your daughter's 
learn. She has to follow through on every one of them. You know, what has she been taught? You should follow through on your ideas. Well, maybe she needs to relearn that she doesn't. And to say, you know, you don't have to act on all those ideas. You're going to always have more ideas than you're ever going to be able to execute. So just intend, set an intention that you're going to act on the ones that are going to bring you the most joy and make the most difference in the world. And all the others can just be played with as ideas and have fun with that. So you got to explain to her how her nature works. And that intention should be used by every type one out there. So you gotta re, you're going to have to re-listen to this and write it down because you all should have that intention. It's because you're always going to have more ideas than you're ever going to be able to execute. Otherwise, you're just going to be dropping the ball on all of them. So I'll say the intention one more time. I am knowing and inspired to know which ideas to follow through on and to bring in to results and to bring bring forth outcomes that will bring me, notice I put this first, bring me the most joy and make a difference in this world. So that's a great intention for type 1. She needs to learn that. You need to teach her that because you're her mother. And you need and the opportunity there is to say, I'm a type 2. When I have ideas, I make plans, and then I follow through on those plans. So I can join you. I can participate with you when it you know, supports me, but there's times it's just not, it's too much for me. But you don't need mommy for every idea. She is 12 years old. Let's see if I got any callers. Yes, I'm so proud of you. Somebody called in. I knew I could inspire you to call in. This is a caller from... Two zero eight. You hi. You're live on the show. <laughs> I'm from Idaho. Good for and you. Idaho. What's your name? <laughs> Thank you. I must be a type one because during this blog, I felt like I was all of the types. <laughs> <laughs> so I must be a type one. Type one. I I think I have a I have a five year old daughter. She's five today, and I I'm pretty sure she's a type one. She's um. I'm pretty sure, but she's pretty explosive too, and so I don't well, know. Well, ones can be. Think of um, Old Faithful. Okay. <laughs> well, and I, pretty she's just like her mother. What What's that? She's she's just like me. I um I'm a type one, but I think I have a lot of type four in me. I thought my secondary was a three, but I'm not for sure. But and I find that I'm pretty bossy. And yeah, type ones can be very way. bossy. Type ones can be? Oh, yeah, yeah. My daughter, my oldest daughter, when she was, um, especially if she's, Jenny, type one, was the oldest of all the kids, and she'd be bossing them all around, you know. It was funny because we look back at old family movies and we're like, look how bossy you are. You're funny, you know. She was just like, you got to do because my ideas are the best, and I, <laughs> you know. Okay, well, okay, I can accept that. <laughs> Well, and a lot of it, too, comes from your light energy and you're aware in the world that it's kind of like not seen as um, you're it, on a deeper level, you recognize this energy isn't given credit for its real value. And so it's like a, um, you, the bossiness kind of can come in, too, to kind of like, you know, sort of, you're putting your foot down and say, pay attention to me, you know, because in this world of a lot of type 3 and 4 energy, you guys, you know, type 1s kind of get blown off, you know. It's like, you know, your energy doesn't have any value unless we're going to Disneyland. You know, it's like the world doesn't get the value of your energy, the culture. So that's the bossiness can kind of get ramped up because of that too because it's just, you know, Okay, I can take that. I can totally take Bug that, that. And I can understand why that happens. I I remember playing with my little brothers. They wanted to play with me, and I would say, okay, will you stand right here and let me hit you in the chest with my tetherball three times, and then I'll play with you. And so maybe I was just trying to be taken seriously. I wanted to be Yeah, or just that you be tough, too, and that, you know, quit. Yeah, the whole quit blowing me off, you know, and type one is air. I mean, it fits. It's like quit blowing me off. I want, you know, I'm legit. I have value. 
So type okay, well, I think in order to be seen as that having value, you've got to be some different than you are. So, you know, that's the whole wounded type one thing going on. <laughs> that so. makes me feel a little better then that, okay, maybe I am really a type one. <laughs> you just Bye. are. Look at it. You keep circling this. Just decide you are. I totally told that, that I am. Well, I have like, a question about my little five-year-old daughter. She... Uh, she must be a one because she can mimic. She 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 can mimic anybody, and maybe that's just part of her randomness. But um, I've been watching some children in my home just so that I can stay home with my children instead of out in the work field for now. And she can mimic these children perfectly. She gets the wine yeah. down. She gets the chewing on the blanket the whole I want my dad, I want my mom. And and I I am so ah, can't handle this anymore. And I've I've told her, I said, Mom likes you so much better than this other little kid. Why don't you just be you? And it's just not getting through to her and I don't know what to do. How old is she? She is five today. Okay, that's right. Well, do you really read that as that she's trying to is she you know, I guess the question I have is, what's her intent in doing it? You're reading it as that she's not feeling loved. Um, maybe she's trying to be funny. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Jim Carrey did that. You know what I'm saying? You know, well, maybe you're maybe taking she, it too seriously. I mean, I can see that. Maybe you're <laughs> taking it too seriously. Maybe see. I am. Cause, maybe I mean, not I can see that because we can really get after is. her and then we can make her laugh. Like, I mean, she can be total tears. She can turn them on and off just like that. Yeah. And so maybe is she, she getting is enough time with you crazy. by just herself? I'm sorry, say that again? Is she getting enough one-on-one time with you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I would hope that she is. Obviously, it's summer break now, and I have Well, I mean, like, sister. once a week to say, okay, we're going to spend, you get a, you know something to look forward to just with you. Her, like, mommy, daughter, you know, we're going out for an hour, night, you know, you you choose. You want to go to the park? You want to go play at Playland at, you know, McDonald's? Uh, do you? Although, buy the healthy stuff at McDonald's. Um, anyway, the uh, <laughs> thing that I'm suggesting is that she knows there's an opportunity to connect just with you, and it's something for her to look forward to, that whole, I have something to look forward to in my life. Okay, I I haven't done that, but I can do that. I did. You need all something to look for, and then do you me. have something to look forward to? Lunch out with a girlfriend, night out with the girls, um, going to the gym by yourself. You know what I'm saying? What do you have in place every week? That's oh, I always look forward to that. Yeah, that I, do the, I so do the same. That is so huge for Type One. I can't tell you. I mean, you guys got to trust me on this. When you have something to look forward to, it keeps you going. It does. So, you know, you gotta place those. You gotta you've gotta go, oh, I don't have my something to look forward to this week. I gotta create that. <laughs> true. You really do. I, yeah, I do. It will keep okay, you well, going. I will work on that with her 'cause I, I did take her the other day. We were out of town and her dad and sister wanted to stay in the the motel room and so I took her to the fabric store with me and she seemed pretty happy about that. So yeah, but that wasn't a something. That was different. That's just running there with mom. You know what I'm saying? I just need to have it planned out on the calendar. You so need to have this. It. Is we're in, you're intentionally creating something that's not going to happen spontaneous. It's like no, that's not. It's Monday. That's going to happen Wednesday. Won't that be fun? We're looking forward to that, huh? Okay. See, it's different. I can do that. Than what you just and described maybe. to me. Okay. There's a whole psychology in it because you're able to kind of get through whatever because you've got this. It's kind of like Christmas for the week. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a good way to say it. It's and I Christmas like Christmas for the week. every week. You do. Type 1 need a Christmas every week. <laughs> I you do. Know, it doesn't have to cost Christmas a lot of money or take a lot of time. It could be an, something that only requires an hour. Yes. Okay, I, I there will needs do something to be, with her. So you, know, you guys type... need to start sharing 
in our forum. Are you dressing your truth? She doing that? I am, and I'm I'm totally on my the DYT Type One Facebook too all the time, and and I'm on a real crusade right now to make sure I'm dressing my truth. And well, I'm, good. I need to act my truth more too. I think I think I'm too. Um, I got shut down somewhere. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I, I try to be myself, and I think well, you got you guys are really, really good too. at posting all your um, what you're wearing and all the fun stuff and all the fashion. You need to start posting. This is my something to look sharing your something to look forward to. Your Christmas mm-hmm. for the week, you know. You need to mm-hmm. give each other all the share your ideas and inspire each other. And we love that on me, the I love it, so. Facebook. We love doing that. <laughs> I know. You need to do it. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. See, look how much great information came through because you called in. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, thanks. I will. Uh, thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I've got time for one more. Now you're calling at the end, and I only have four minutes left. So, hi, caller, calling from 931. Hi. Hi. What's your name? I'm Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn, do you have a question? Yes, I do. Uh, I think that I, I'm almost sure I'm a type four. I'm, I took the dress in your truth, the dress in your truth course, and I've been working on it. And I, I, I bought the type two, but I'm almost sure I'm a four. But I'm having so much problem with my grown son. He's 43, and we're at odds with each other. And you know what type he is. I suspect he's. I suspect he's a type four also, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm Have not you sure. listened to my show called "About the Wounded Adult Child"? I did it um, several weeks ago. It's in the recording. Yes, I Have did. you heard that? I did listen you, to that. You did listen to that. I just think you need to give it more time because when it's in this many years and you haven't been able to, you haven't known how to respect each other. You need to really be asking um, and receiving, you know, prayerfully asking, show me how to respect my son. He'll come around, but it's just going to take some time. So give it more time and looking and ask to be inspired how you can show respect to him and now approach him knowing what you know. And my, I really feel it just needs to be given more time. He's always said that I was too critical and too... And you probably Judgmental were. and too that and I think right. I'm better than everybody else, and I, that's not how that's I feel. No, but that's how it came across because you didn't do it intentionally. But that can happen when you're a type four. And so ask. I'm a big believer in calling in angels to help heal relationships, to create a space that you can have a real heartfelt discussion. The best thing to do as a parent is to own all that, knowing it wasn't your intention. But if that's what it, how it came across and you want to start cleaning it up, just own it. Don't beat yourself up because it wasn't what you wanted, but that's just the default side of this. That's what happens when we don't have the consciousness to catch ourselves. And so as a parent, you're going to go a long way by showing up and recognizing and saying, I can see how you would have experienced that way. And I want to own it, and I want to apologize, and I want to create a healthier relationship with you. That's going to be huge. If you're and anything that brings up for you, you need to heal any of your own regrets, any of your own sadness. You got to let all that go because this is just part of the human journey. And now you know differently, and it can all be changed. And I needed to mute. I needed to end the. Um, I apologize. I answered the question after I muted your line because I have run out of time. But I feel confident that what I've said to you is going to work. Move forward and just really be the adult in this case and be accountable. And your son's going to really appreciate you for that. So thanks, everyone. Next week I'm going to be talking about a discipline, um, uh, a mistake, one mistake you never want to make in your approach to disciplining a child so that you can avoid it and make sure that you never do this. That'll be next week's show. Until then, have a great rest of the week, and thank you for wanting to become a better parent.
more information on Carol's revolutionary energy profiling system and her natural healing methods, go online to Carol's blog at www.thecarolblog.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking energy profiling book, It's Just My Nature, and her best-selling energy healing book, Remembering Wholeness. That's www.thecarolblog.com for all of Carol Tuttle's amazing resources. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Better Parenting Show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being part of today's show. Thank you.